What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. In the WSJM newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. A Michigan judge today is set to decide if Ethan Crumbly, the teenager who killed four students at his high school, can be sentenced to life in prison without parole. Crumbly, who is now 17, also injured seven other people when he opened fire at Oxford High School in November of 2021. He pleaded guilty last October to one count of terrorism causing death, four counts of first-degree murder, and 19 other charges. Oakland County Circuit Court Judge Kwame Rowe is expected to issue a ruling today. A life sentence without parole is the harshest punishment available in Michigan. A former Speaker of the Michigan House and past chair of the state's Medical Marijuana Regulatory Agency was sentenced to 55 months in prison over bribery charges Thursday in a federal courthouse in Grand Rapids. Rick Johnson, Republican who served as Speaker until 2004, pleaded guilty earlier this year to soliciting and accepting bribes while leading the Michigan Medical Marijuana Licensing Board. The board was in charge of reviewing and granting licenses for medical marijuana operations, With Thursday's sentencing, he'll spend four and a half years behind bars. Michigan Democrats took a step yesterday toward overturning a ban on banning plastic grocery bags. A House committee heard testimony on a bill that aims to reverse a 2016 state law passed when Republicans controlled the legislature that prevents local municipalities from restricting the use of disposable plastic bags and containers. State Representative Felicia Bravick, a Democrat from Pittsfield Township, says her bill is about restoring local control, letting local officials decide if they want bags distributed in their communities. She says it's a large and growing pollution issue. She says this bill allows local municipalities to make their own decisions about auxiliary containers, and that can include bags, cups, bottles, and other packaging used to transport food. A federal court has dismissed all claims against state defendants in three lawsuits over lead in the city of Benton Harbor's water. Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel announced on Thursday her department defended Governor Gretchen Whitmer, the Department of Environment, Great Lakes and Energy, the Department of Health and Human Services, and other state officials in the cases. The United States District Court for the Western District of Michigan ruled in their favor, which Nestle says demonstrates the city's lead contamination was neither caused nor exacerbated by state actors. She adds once the state was aware of the issue discovered in 2018, state officials immediately acted in their best abilities to remediate the situation. The three lawsuits were Doretha Brazel versus Whitmer, Isaiah Mitchell versus the city of Benton Harbor, and Dwayne Grant versus the EPA. The Berrien County Parks Department is getting public input on possible designs for the new Silver Beach Playground. The park staff spent part of Thursday afternoon out at the beach with three design concepts on display. People could drop a ticket into a jar corresponding to the concept that is their favorite. Berrien County Parks Director Jill Adams tells us the designs vary, but all aim to increase accessibility and have safety surfaces. We've heard some great feedback today from people pointing out they like a certain aspect of one and another aspect in another playground, and I think that's okay. This is the point where we are trying to find out what are the best features so that we can put that out to bid and get the best product. Adam says the thing kids want the most is slides. The park department is currently raising about 400000 to reach the total cost, which is about $1.25 million. It already has been awarded 
$850,000 grant to cover most of the cost. Anyone can donate online, and we have a link to the design concepts at our website, wsjm.com. Dr. Sherry O'Donnell of Stevensville has launched a campaign for United States Senate. O'Donnell, a Republican, practices medicine in St. Joseph and has previously run for the U.S. House. She tells us she's seeking to replace retiring Senator Debbie Stabenow because the state and nation are headed in the wrong direction. We asked about her top priorities. Closing our border, that has to be done immediately. That is impacting our inflation. It is impacting our election integrity and falsehood thereof. It is in bringing in disease, not only the drugs and the fentanyl and things like that, but it's bringing in disease as far as TB. We've got to close the border. O'Donnell says she also wants to reform the educational system so it can be more traditional. She tells us as a doctor, she has traveled all over the world to respond to emergencies. 35 missions. A lot of people in the community know that when disaster strikes, I will be there. And I think that's the other thing. Our nation is in disaster. Our country is in disaster. I will be there and represent we the people. O'Donnell was in Ukraine last year to help citizens affected by Russia's invasion, although she tells us she does not support spending taxpayer money on what she calls an unwinnable war. She says she's also been alarmed by medical tyranny that she's seen around the country when it comes to COVID, women's health, and transgender issues. She's planning to campaign all over the state in the coming year, and you can learn more about her at her website. The new Buchanan Business Incubator is set to open next month. Live Buchanan's Ashley Regal tells us the city acquired former hometown video building on Days Avenue so it could be converted into a place where fledgling businesses could get off the ground. It takes businesses that are emerging or startup or in kind of the early stages, and it houses those businesses in a safe environment to help them grow and thrive to eventually be hatched or kicked out of the nest so that they can thrive on their own. Regal says the city started taking applications from entrepreneurs this year, and now they're putting the finishing touches on the building for all four to operate there. We have a market space for food and retail vendors that we will take in some of the early stages, provide them classes, affordable rent, feedback on their business model, and conversations with experts to help them find success in their business and be able to hopefully be placed long-term in our community. Regal says the businesses that are starting in the incubator will be able to operate there for more than a year and then have to move out to be on their own. After that, the city will start new cohorts. The hope is to open the incubator formally in mid-October. Benton Harbor Area Schools is seeking a break. WSJM's Andrew Green reports. The Benton Harbor Area Schools Board of Education has approved a resolution asking the state to forgive its debt. The district owes about $12 million to the state due to emergency loans. Now that the district's finances are stabilized, the board is seeking a fresh start. It voted Wednesday to formally ask for just that. State Representative Joey Andrews has been working to get debt forgiveness for Benton Harbor Area Schools into the state budget. It was nearly included in the latest state budget, but had to be removed at the last minute due to a legal issue. However, Andrews has set its back on the table in this fall's supplemental budget. Andrew Green, WSJM News. And set for next Saturday, it's the 17th annual New Buffalo Harvest and Wine Fest. The New Buffalo Business Association's Alicia Taylor tells us they hold the event each year to give the community a fun fall festival and to raise some funds. It's a wonderful event. It's actually a fundraiser and helps promote all the activities that we do throughout the year. Whitaker Street will be closed to traffic so everyone can walk around the area. Taylor says they'll have vendors for shopping, food trucks, activities for the kids, live bands, and of course, wine and beer. 
Taylor tells us a few thousand people always come out. New Buffalo has a quite a large amount of tourists that come out, so you have a good mix of locals, second homeowners, visitors to the area, and then we have our huge and most important, the wine tasting tent with local wineries, local beer. Taylor says it's $10 to get in. The New Buffalo Harvest and Wine Fest will be next Saturday from noon to 9 p.m., and everyone is welcome to attend. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.